A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. I rejoice heartily in the Lord, and my God is the joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels. As the earth brings forth its plants, and a garden makes its growth spring up. So will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Test everything. Retain what is good. Refrain from every kind of evil. May the God of peace make you perfectly holy. And may you entirely, spirit, soul, and body, be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will also accomplish it. The word of the Lord. Dominus Vabisco. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Ioannem. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted, and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? 
Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. He answered, Are you the prophet? He answered, No. They said to him, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Verbum Domini Of all the saints in the church, what we see from all of them is a great love for Jesus. And they know this love because they know they are loved by Jesus. And so they are consumed with Jesus. And all they want is to be with Jesus and to love as he loves. And today we hear about John the Baptist. And John the Baptist knows his call. He knows that he is here to announce the one here who makes the way for the coming of the Messiah. And so he, too, is consumed with Jesus and making him known. And for all of us, God has given us this grace to live like Jesus, to be aware that he loves us, too. And with the grace that he has given us, not only do we do we, do, do we enjoy this love? Do we see our purpose in this love? Do we find ourselves, our true selves in this love? But in this love, you know, we, like John the Baptist, like all the saints, we are called to spread this love. And in the second reading, St. Paul gives us a means of doing that. So here in this gospel passage, John is being questioned by the religious officials. And John is humble. 
he recognizes who he really is. And like humility, when we think about humility, humility is, is all about truth. It's seeing who we really are. Know our, our limitations, our, our strengths, everything about us. But also seeing who we belong to. We belong to God. And knowing that he who loves us very much gives us life. This is being truly humble. This is the witness of John here. He doesn't, he's not there to, to, to make a show of himself. Though he's not there to say that he is of great importance or that he deserves some kind of high recognition in society or social status. As he says, he's simply there to proclaim the coming of the Messiah. And, he, and we see this here. He says, I am the voice of the one crying out in the desert. I am the one whose, whose, sandal, strap I'm not, whose, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. No, because he sees, he knows and recognizes the greatness of the one who's been prophesied, of the great Messiah, the anointed one who's here. And he sees, he sees that here is God to live among us. So full of love to come to save us. And then further on, later on, we see, we see John who, who slowly, slowly leaves the scene. You know, in, in, in time here in this gospel, in the gospel passages, he will eventually say, I must decrease and he must increase. Now he then is martyred for love of God, love of truth. And we, of course, can take many lessons out of this. And like, as I was saying earlier, what we see very common of all the saints is they long for the Lord Jesus. They love him. They know that they're loved by him. And that's what we have to know first and foremost is that we're loved by God. As John, as I'm saying earlier, as he's humbled in the sight of God. Now John knew God because he knew the scriptures. He was a man of prayer, man of asceticism, you know, practicing penances, devoting his life to study of the law, of the, of, of the prophets, you know, having self-control over himself being in the presence of God, knowing that it was God who was giving him life. And then the excitement, the longing for the Messiah, and here he is. Knowing for us, Jesus is here. Jesus has given us so much. He's come to save us. In a few days, we will be celebrating his birth. And this should be a very joyful longing. Joyful longing, of course, to, to celebrate the birth of Jesus, but a joyful longing to be with him for all eternity, now and for all eternity. This is what God wants for us. He wants, he wants us to be close to him, now and for all eternity. 
That's why he came to save us, to rescue us from the chains of sin and death and evil so that we can be close to him. He loves us. That's the message right there. It's, it's true love. And then he's given us everything we need so that we can know this love, but that so that we can flourish in it. So that we can also have his divine life. His love. And it comes through his grace. And St. Paul, you know, tells us today, says that this is a reason for rejoicing. That we have the life of Jesus Christ inside of us. That God is within us. Remember what St. Paul says. That we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Love of God has been poured into our hearts. This is why we see the saints flourishing so much. They're able to rejoice. Now, now when we look at, at many of the lives of the saints. On all of them. They suffered. But yet they were rejoicing always. Why is this? Because they knew the life. They knew they were loved by God. But they knew that the life of Jesus was in them. And that they had a share in this life. And they were participating in it. And this, this that their life started to, that they started, that their life was becoming identical to the life of Jesus. And this, 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 this is an intimacy here. That my life is like Jesus' life. And that, that, that's joyous right there. Even in suffering. Because there in suffering, we see the love of Jesus. We see his purpose for persevering through the sufferings of this life. Because he loves the Father and he loves us. And that love is, is just radiating. Pouring out. And the saints recognized they had a share in this. And this made them rejoice. And then he says to pray without ceasing. Well, it doesn't mean that we have to be in the church all day long. You know, that, that's not what he's saying. Of course, we, we, need to, we need to adore the Lord and worship, praise him, have our quiet time with him. But then, you know, he calls us, he calls us out, outside to go out. To reach out. And when we're, when we're walking outside the church or outside of the prayer, we can keep praying. You know, being aware of God's presence in us. Knowing that we are called to be like him. And most importantly, knowing that we're loved by him. This, this, this helps maintain a connection with Jesus, with the Lord. There I am walking in his ways. There I am rejoicing because he's given me his life, his grace to be like him. There I am here who loves me. There I am, I'm walking in his life, even if it's darkness, even if it's dryness. Jesus has been through it. And Jesus will show me the way through it. And so we keep this connection. We're thinking about him always. And then we're imitating him what would Jesus do? See, he is the great lover of our souls. And when we, when, when we love him, when we love anybody, we think about them, right? We think about Jesus all day long. There he is with us. Give us such great peace. 
There's a lot of chaos in the world. This is how you have peace and care in, in the chaos, in the darkness, because you're with Jesus. His life is in you. And that's, that's, that's see, see when, when we know that, then we cannot be broken. This is why John the Baptist, we see John the Baptist so faithful. Even when he's tried, he knows God is with him. He knows he's doing the will of God. And he accepts the martyrdom. So here we go. And it says, give thanks always. You know, thanking God, rejoicing, praying without ceasing, thanking the Lord for all things, thanking that his life is within us, thanking him even in anticipation. Say, you know, we come upon a situation, a circumstance, you know, and it's not the best of all of them, but yet we, we, we're there, we're, we're, we can thank the Lord ahead of time because we know that, that we are his. We know that we belong to him, that he is ours. And we know that as St. Paul says here, that he is faithful, that he will, he will use this for his glory. And so we could thank God for what he's going to do in anticipation. And he will do something great. Yeah, we may, may be treated unfairly, yeah, we, things may not go our way. Yeah, I mean, people may look and mock us and laugh at us. But at the end, we who have life in Christ, we will be victorious. We will be vindicated. Because as it says here, God is faithful. And this is how we stay in the spirit of God. It says, do not quench the spirit. This is how we stay, rejoicing, no, praying without ceasing, thanking God always, being in the Lord, you know, being with him. And so today, the, this, is, this is a day where we can truly rejoice, you know, as, we, as we're recognizing, we're thinking about the coming of the Lord. Of course, we're, celebrate, we're getting ready to celebrate his birthday, and then, and then, and then we're coming for us. It's, it's a day we should look forward to. Because God loves us and we love him. And so this, this is why we wear this, 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 this pink color today or rose color. You know, is, is that like we, we've had violet throughout this uh, time. But now we wear this, this brighter color you know, to sort of brighten it up. To give us a reminder of, what, of why we're all here. It's for Jesus, the God who loves and saves us. And so now, brothers and sisters, we humble ourselves, knowing that God loves us, knowing that he's given, that he came to give us all for us. And now we pray that we may have the grace always to give our, law, our love, all our love for him who has first loved us. God bless you all.